Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. It was a cold, crispy morning in March 2018. I was invited to speak at the Impact Leadership Global Summit held at the United Nations headquarters in New York City, looking at the Sustainable Development Goals for Gender Equality, Peace and Sustainability. As someone who has dedicated a significant portion of my life to gender equality, I'm sure you can imagine how excited I was that day to meet, connect and learn from some of the world leaders and influencers in this field. Yes, I was excited. I was extremely excited. But nothing, nothing, nothing could have compared me, prepared me for what happened that day. Absolutely nothing. After lunch, a friend of mine, the Chainsmaker, Nicholas Haynes, was speaking on a special panel called Conversation with Man. And one of his answers rocked my world. In fact, I had that matrix moment, really. When he was asked, what's preventing us from having peace, unity and gender equality? Nick pointed out so openly, so effortlessly, he said, the boxes are. Because we continually put people into boxes and expect them to be and behave that way. Whoa, I thought to myself, how true is that? He then explained, what if you are a caring man who loves nothing better than to take care of children? The reality is you don't fit into that stereotype man box and you're told to man up or you're judged consciously or unconsciously. You just can't be yourself. My mind went back to in time when my ex-husband was a stay-at-home dad and how others had judged him. Ugh, this was actually not a good memory because I just I was aware that I had unconsciously judged him too. Even though at the time he had given me freedom to run my business, everyone including me, had in fact put him into a horrible box just because of that. And it sickened me. My head was spinning from this thought and the distress. And then I heard Nick say, or if you're a woman and you're fast forward, super direct with strong opinions and you love to drive things forward. Often you're told to stop trying to be a man. Or to slow down, become more diplomatic and ladylike. Just because you don't fit into the stereotype woman box. And then he continued and said, but what if that's just the way you are? Oh, suddenly I was awashed with childhood memories. Oh, I could literally hear my mom's voice in my head begging me to wear dresses and to be less confrontational, be more like a proper girl. Oh, I could feel the discomfort all over again as I reflected on this memory, feeling somehow forced to 
go into a, a proper girl box. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. These boxes are creating all these conflicts, I was thinking to myself. And I continued them to listen to, to Nick, who was saying, as soon as you put a woman in one box and man in another, you can't help but have division. And it doesn't just happen with gendered boxes of everywhere. And they all they do is divide us all. Plus, if you don't fit into your box, you're made to feel wrong. That's when the biggest aha moment hit me. I remember sitting in that confidence room, gasping for air, fighting back my tears. As I recalled all the moments in my life that I had been held back or even made fun of just because of some made-up box. And it was painful to notice how I had judged others just because of some stupid box that I had created to organize my thoughts. This was huge. This was really, really huge. Then my next thought was, okay, what if we can change that just a little bit? And I, re I started to recall a, a, a statement that I had told my clients throughout the years. The fact that the first seven seconds somebody meets you and you meet someone who are making 11 different judgment on them, which in fact means we're putting them into 11 different boxes. Holy cow! This is like, is this, can we change this? Is this, is this impossible? What if we can just change those seven seconds into slightly more gap to give people's chance? Just slightly. When I left the UN that afternoon, I knew in my heart that my life would never, ever, ever be the same. This new awareness that somehow it, yeah, it has shifted, it has stirred something really huge inside of me. <laughs> no more boxes. I was whispering to myself. No more boxes. Later, heading back home to Iceland, Nick and I shared the taxi to JFK. And due to a snowstorm, that taxi ride that was supposed to take about 40 minutes took two and a half hours. <laughs> and what a taxi ride! You see, on that journey, the whole No More Boxes movement was born. We talked about how powerful and simple this idea of boxes was, how boxes can open up a different kind of conversation, conversation that could be fun, non-judgmental, and above all, non-confrontational. We explored how the boxes can be good, can be bad, and even ugly. When we said goodbye to each other at JFK, my heart was beating so fast. We had a plan. No, no, no. Actually, we, that was more than that. We had a big, bold, world-changing mission. We decided to build a global movement to shake the world out of its fatal attraction to boxes. Boxes that sat at the heart of the slave trade, the horrors of the concentration camps and our inability to see beyond gender, race, religion, background, or whatever. Boxes that have limited you and me every single day of our lives. We decided to be bold, to be brave, and to take this into every single corner of the world. 
to shine a light on the limiting, isolating and destructive nature of boxes. To go into businesses, politics and anywhere, people were open to tackling the root cause of inequality, division and at times hate. We talked about helping businesses that needed to change their culture to the one that was kind, empowering and inclusive where they had an engaged and passionate workforce who were free from the boxes that held them back. We even decided to write a book. Oh yeah, what a taxi ride. Well, fast forward. And six months later, we had our very first International Noma Boxes Breakfast Club in partnership with the Icelandic Embassy in London, gathering some influences in the gender equality field in London. And then nine months to the day from when we birthed the normal boxes movement in that taxi, our book, The Story of Boxes, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, was out in print. Today, we have a ready-made normal boxes methodology, developed in conjunction with a leading neuroscientist, which transforms, empowers, and mindfully moves people out of their boxes. The best part is, we get to see and hear from people who are transformed by this simple concept of boxes. People who now have the freedom to be who they were born to be. Our next steps are to create stronger alliances with businesses, organization and fast forward thinking individuals who are ready to be part of a movement that empowers and lights up humankind to solve our most significant problems. Because, hey, at the end of the day, unless we curb our addiction to boxes, we will remain divided, creating only more suffering to our children, their children, our families, our friends, our work colleagues, our community, our country, our world. And while the world burns or drowns as a result of our inaction, can I ask you this? Is that really what you want? And if you don't, join us. Go to www.nomoreboxesmovement.com and contact us. We want to hear from you. Together we can create a world without boxes. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.